Hi, I'm Mike, and you are listening to Real Things That Really Matter. Our heart in this show is to open up the floor to conversation about topics in the Bible and Christianity that may be hard to understand, and to see them from different perspectives. I know that we don't always agree on some things, but we feel that we should be able to ask questions and listen to each other as we walk through this life following Jesus. So, sit back, grab a coffee, and enjoy as we venture into another conversation on real things that really matter. Hey, Mike. Well, hello again, Matt. How we doing, bud? Doing good. I'm really enjoying this season so far. Yeah, I am too. We're only on episode four. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I guess what I wanted to talk about was identity in Christ and why is it, we might have touched this on a previous podcast in some degree, you don't see miracles that are like in the Old and New Testament today. I mean, like, yeah. like, not that you would just walk around the street and see that, but I don't even know if there's a YouTube of it. I mean, but why should, not? Yeah, and there, and it just seems like there should be, since Christ came along, there should be a, at least a guy, a prophet, or somebody who who was able to to do all the things that he did, and we knew about him, and well, we, or we we heard about him. You know what I, I think, mean? And Really, there are. You've talked about guys that that we we hear about that have these miraculous healings. I know we work with a guy who's seen some pretty incredible things. Right. Um, I think I think it goes back to this identity, and we don't really understand what that means in general. I, you know, I'm still wrestling around with what is my identity in Christ, and so you know, it goes back to my identity in Christ is in Him. And we touched on this with last week when we were uh, talking about the baptism of the Spirit and you and your view of yourself. Yeah. Your identity in Christ changes that. It is now I am redeemed. I am seen through the blood of Christ as clean, as uh, holy, as sanctified and being sanctified. Uh, It is I am co-heirs with Christ, which means I have the authority that Christ has given me that he uh, had on this earth, he says, I'm giving you the same authority. Go and and heal the sick, make the lame walk, have the blind see, free those who are oppressed, and cast out demons, and proclaim the good news to all people. And that is the identity that we are given in Christ. And you said it, I said it, I have a blockage myself, like, well, I can't be that I'm, I'm not, I'm not that guy. Yeah. And I know that I get a newsletter from this mission that, uh, I'm involved with that they send out letters and they send all these miracles and stuff that have happened over, you know, in like Africa and stuff. And I was like, why do these things happen just like, I just hear about them in Africa. Why don't they happen here in America or, you know, in Europe or other, other places? And it's just, it, it seems perhaps the reason that they happen in these third world countries is because those people are are willing 
to be open to those type of things. It's like with the Holy Spirit baptism, you have to change your heart and you have to say, am I worthy to receive this? Do I want to receive this? Do I believe this will happen? But I think another part of it is our obedience in accepting that identity. So God can't use me to do it. He can't use me to do it because I I haven't hit the uh, elitist mark. I haven't hit the... I haven't made it yet. I'm not the man of God who can actually proclaim these things because I don't know what I'm waiting for, but I haven't had it yet. And Jesus says, no, in me, through my spirit, I am giving you the authority to go do these things just as I did. He says in the Bible, and I know that this is always taken out of context and it's massively misunderstood and it's hard to understand is you will do what I do and greater things. Unquote Jesus. That's him. Yeah, and that's basically the gist of my question is the greater things I'm, I guess I'm looking for is how come somebody with the faith of a mustard seed hasn't somewhere in, in the last 2,000 years taken a mountain and thrown it into the sea? But what purpose does that serve? Well, the purpose is, hey, what Christ said with the, with the faith that you have, you can do, I... I guess there should have been something in history recorded that this actually took place and somebody was synced up and got it. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, like a Billy Graham type or, you know, Charles Swindoll or I don't know, or Gandhi or somebody comes along and says, hey, I get it. This is what's going to happen. I'm channeling the Holy Spirit full bore and I'm going to level this mountain or, you know, just to show you that the power of God still is with us. But it has happened, and that's where I start to struggle well, is go. Well, not in those things that I just mentioned, though. Well, what about, I mean, there's there's people healed, there's people saved, there's people rescued, there's people yes. um, who are, are, their lives are transformed because of the gospel of Jesus. And I think those are the things that matter. And they are miracles. And it is as big as throwing a mountain into the sea. I think Jesus is saying, you can do anything. But yeah. what purpose does then it actually why? serve the kingdom of God to throw a mountain into the sea? Like, if that's my only goal is to say, oh, I'm going to throw this mountain into the sea. Great. What does that actually do? It makes people <laughs> look at you and go, wow, you're so powerful. Well, and then they could say, no, that's the power of God working through me. I just want you to, I just want this to be my testimony that this can happen. But and what, is, a, what is more impactful to somebody? What would be more impactful to you, seeing a mountain thrown into the sea or taking an hour in a room and saying the Holy Spirit can and will and wants to baptize you? Right. What was or, more impactful? <laughs> For sure, it was the Holy Spirit. Yeah, being baptized with the Holy Spirit, of course. But on the other hand, <laughs> <laughs> to, to the population at large, I think that would be a powerful testimony. It's like, hey, this is a real thing. It's not all mumbo jumbo, and it's not special effects David Copperfield stuff. It's, it's I can't deny that this happened. You know, that type of thing. A, a modern day miracle that everyone could see, and I... You know what I mean? I just so in my in my mind, and this is where I go with it is, yeah, the mountain would be cool, but in our day and age, there's so much hype that wow, oh, they just did this huge thing, and now there's no mountain where there was a mountain, and and our 
and our earth has changed. And people would use it as, well, climate change. And, oh, my goodness, you just changed the makeup of the formation of the earth. And now the icebergs are going to melt in the wrong place. And we're going to have water where there shouldn't be water. And, I mean, it would <laughs> yeah, be a disaster. The, the, uh, technically, in today's age, especially if it happened in America, the guy would probably be thrown in jail. But what is right. God's <laughs> heart? The right. one. So here's where I see it. And this is actually – I would I – would, I would have more boldness to actually go up to a mountain and try and say, go into the water because, well, I'm just talking to an inanimate object. My boldness starts, to, I struggle when God says, go pray for that guy to get out of his wheelchair. Go, go tell him to be healed. Okay. Well, let's. Uh, 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 what? Okay. Let's got, let's like somebody being healed from MS, you know, or right. something like that. Right. Or a, a blind person being able to see someone being Someone who has downs and now they don't. Right. That type of thing. Right. And I think that would be, that's definitely going to impact that person especially, but those around them as well. Right. This person used to have down syndrome and now they don't. They've been genetically changed by the power of God. See, that's the type of miracle I'm talking about. That's mountain into the sea stuff. Now, how many times have you felt God saying, Matt, do that? Well... Never. Oh, really? I I don't believe that God's ever told me to go heal that person for, you know. He's never asked you to, hey, you need to go pray for that person in Walmart. Well, I I don't necessarily remember something like that. I remember I remember seeing somebody out there and like I pass them on the street. It's like, God, be with that person. I can tell they're really hurting. And something like that, somebody that I see. Right. But somebody specifics like... Or maybe even somebody specific that, as in my devotion times, like, hey, you need to pray for this person. I can remember a story that my mom told me that she heard from an evangelist that said, the evangelist was saying, hey, go call John Scott right now. It was God told him, say, go call John Scott. That's not his real name, but anyway. And so he called him and he said, hey, it was just on my heart to call you today. And I'm not really sure why that happened. And then John Scott said, hey, that's awesome. Uh, Can I call you right back? And so the evangelist says, yeah, sure you can. And so then he called him back in a few minutes. He goes, it's funny that you called. I just put a gun up to my head. It was going to blow my brains out. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't know what happened here, but something did. And now I'm not going to thank you for calling. And so that's a miracle. Right. Yet. It's not big enough. Well, and and, and to the the cynic, yeah, it's like, yeah. Is that healing someone from downs? No, it isn't. But it is some people can explain that away as well. That was coincidence or that was this or that was. But actually saying. The leper is healed, or the paralyzed man who's never walked can now walk. The blind kid who's never seen in his life can now see. Those, do you understand? That's those. I are, do. Those are I bigger. Do. Those are bigger, more profound. I guess more Absolutely. profound miracles. Absolutely. I mean, you're still saving. You're saving someone's life in on the one hand, but on this one, you can say everyone can see, and everyone can see that this person was blind before, and now they're not. And so I've had the same. Struggle like and why I guess is this I not don't, something that I see? I guess I don't see those things or hear about those things happening ever or enough, right? And so, but here's and here's where I'm. My understanding is changing. So I'm not saying that. Guess what? I'm out healing people. I'm out 
uh, this is my, this is what God has me doing right now is, is I just mass, mass heal, whatever. Right. But I do know as I study the scriptures and, and it's on my heart and I, and I know it's on your heart as well. And I had a, a very, very dear friend that used to say, if it's on your heart, that's something God's calling you to do. Right. Go do it. So here's where I struggle going and doing it. Right. Well, you know, and if, and if you can be Holy Spirit baptized and speak in tongues, there's other things that are prophesying or healing or... As needed for uplifting and proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. Like, this is, this is the mission. It's, right. I think, one, here's, here's where I'm starting to understand. One, drop your expectations. My expectations get in the way of what I think God should do. God, you should do this. God, you should do that. God, how come this isn't happening? And all the while, he's saying, Michael, I need you to go do this. Michael, I need you to go do this. And I'm like, yeah, I can't do that. Why aren't you doing this? And he's, Michael, I need, I need you to go do this. Well, that doesn't make any sense. How come you're asking me to do that? I don't even see a purpose to that. He, Michael, I need you to go do this. And I don't do it. And yet the whole time I'm saying, well, God, why am I not seeing your power move? I can just see him. He's got his, he's got his fingers on his nose, <laughs> squeezing the bridge of his forehead. Michael, go do this. This is where I'm going to move. Right. And well, so, and I'm not saying it has to be on me. I'm saying it's not on us. Yeah, and I know, and it's like, I was like, I would like this me to be the vessel, the instrument to make this happen. That you know, God's power goes through, and that thing that would be super cool. But it doesn't have to be me. And fine, I'd be just just fine if it happened to somebody else. And like, as long as it happened, and I just don't know that the blind being able to see again, those type of miracles take place today and i'm not i know that there's a ton of other miracles that do but the, to that level or the paralyzed man walking again so and, i and think I, I think it's because we don't do it we know that god jesus has given us that authority he says that and that's the identity part that goes back to understanding and owning what he has said to do and we go oh but it was just the 12 disciples um uh, that yeah, was a long that, time that's ago that's another thing uh, that just apply, does that command just but apply he says, to them go out go he says you'll do the things that i do and greater things and then he says go out and make more disciples not disciples of them disciples of jesus so he means yeah. go out and teach them what i've taught you to do what i have taught you to do so that it keeps happening so that it doesn't stop so that the gospel message of jesus christ the good news goes out to all nations until he comes back it's still happening we're still a part of that whole mission it hasn't ended because the bible stopped being written quote unquote we're still part of that whole mission. And so I think our biggest thing, my biggest thing, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, is I don't step out and do it. Okay. Has God ever said to you, Michael, I want you to go heal this person from what X, Y, Z? Yeah. Or, okay. And you said? No. Okay. I said I'm oh. not doing that. Why did you say no? Fear. Fear. Okay. Fear of... Can, of... You, can you be more specific? Can you give... 
You don't have to name names. But yeah, can you I say, can give a couple. I can give several examples. Give me an example of the stuff that you said no to God on, one, if you don't mind. One specifically that I regret, and and I hold. I need to stop holding it because it's not. You know, it's not my. Anyways, we had. I had a person that I knew uh, at a at a former church where I was really starting. This is back at the beginning of my walk with Jesus, and I had these these. I don't know faith like childlike faith i guess um where i was like you know we can be just like peter and paul and john like we could be just like that and i kept being told no no we can't be like that that's not for us that's not for us and i'm like yes it is it is for us jesus says that's for us and so i had this tension of i can and i can't and so i remember we were at a at a church barbecue and there was uh, a couple that was there and I was talking to him and his, this, this guy's wife had a brain tumor, like a pretty serious, um, inoperable brain tumor that was really causing some stress in their relationship and in their life, understandably. And it was me and the pastor and the assistant pastor that were standing there just having this conversation. And I, re- I remember God saying right now, pray for her. Lay your hand on her head and and let her be healed. And I'm like, yeah, not happening, not happening. Why didn't you do it? Fear. I wow. can't do it. I you can't do fearful? it. I've been told I can't. I believe I can, but I've been told I can't. Um, I'm not worthy. I'm still screwed up. I still have a drinking problem. I still have all these things. There's no way that 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 actually is what you want me to do. And I didn't do it. All right. And. I watched their relationship unravel. I watched them split up. I watched just just these things that, you know, I can't say that, well, if I'd have done this, it would have fixed everything. But I have to wonder if that stress would have been lifted out of their lives. Would they have been able to focus on the things that they needed to? And I wasn't obedient to what I really felt God asking me to do. Well, Mike, I can I can see why you can still kind of hold on to that. And that was... And, and it's those things. And I know there's been times where there's been times where I know God's like, just, just say it, just say it right now. And I'm like, I can't, what if I, what if, what if it, what if it damages them? What if it doesn't happen? And they end up being like, oh, you kooky Christian. And you know, like I come up with all these, these reasons to not do it. What if it didn't work? And then I looked like a fool and it's like, and then it's like, because I don't believe it will work, and what if it doesn't work, and then I hurt my own testimony? Right. Or, 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 God, I don't, I don't do you justice. Right. You know, and I'm getting to the point now where it's not on me. That is the stupidest expectation I could have. It's not on me. It's on him. He's asking me to partner with him. He's saying this. He's giving me the eyes to see, and yet I'm not. So I pray for these things. God, why can't I move mountains? God, why can't I heal these people? Why don't I see these things? And he's like, I keep giving you the keys and you keep throwing them back at me. Because your identity is my son. Your identity is co-heirs with the one who paid the price for you. Your identity is redeemed and empowered and baptized in my spirit to go out and do the things that I'm asking you to do. I'm not asking you to figure it out. I just said, do that. He needs you. She needs you. They need you. 
They need okay. you to say okay. th- they need you to be my mouthpiece. Well, just to follow up, did that lady die or do you know? No, she's still alive oh, as far good. as I know. Oh, good. Okay. Um, but <laughs> it's a whole other story. Okay. Um, well, on the flip side, is there a time where God said, do this or pray for this person and you did and they were healed or transformed or whatever? Yeah. Uh, well, one was you in the well, baptism. Yes, I, <laughs> the, yeah, that was a pretty obvious, huge that transformation. Was, that was that was recent. Yes, but, but uh, something like a, a healing type of thing. Yeah, there was. I mean, one that I really, I was, I was going through a course, and we were. It was a course on healing, and it was very impactful in my life. And I wanted to teach this to other people, and so I went through this course with other people, and we walked through the teaching. The last. The last week was whoever wants to be prayed for to be healed, come forward. Like I gave him a week to think about it and said, whoever wants to be prayed for, I want you to think of something specific. And I want next week for all of us to pray for you. Like that's our, that's our assignment as it were. And so this lady came and she hadn't been able to smell for decades. She had lost her ability to smell. um, And the doctor said, it's neurological. It's not something that can be fixed. We have no idea what's wrong. And and this is just something you have to live with. And it wasn't debilitating. It wasn't, you know, something that was keeping her from living So it life. wasn't a, f- a physical thing. It was a neurological well, thing. Well, it was neurological yet physical because she couldn't smell. And so she couldn't taste her food. She couldn't enjoy the flowers. She couldn't... Something with her things. brain wouldn't allow her to smell. Right, is what the doctor said, yeah. Okay. It was un unexplainable and they couldn't figure it out. So she came forward and we prayed for her and I got to um, lead out and, and kind of, you know, like you ask somebody to pray for prayer and everybody just goes, they shrink into themselves and go, I'm not, I don't, you do it. I'll be here. You do it. Right. So, okay. So uh, I just started to pray kind of what the class had gone through, what this, what this guy had taught on what he has experienced with praying for healing. And it was, Speaking the words, be healed. It's it's the authority that Jesus has given, and so I prayed these things, and and we got done, and uh, it's kind of like, hey, so what do you feel? Here's an onion, and and <laughs> yeah, and, well, it was similar to that. We had gave her some coffee, and, oh, wow. and held okay. coffee up under her nose, and she just wrinkles her nose. She goes, I hate the smell of coffee. How do you know that? Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. She can smell. Okay. And so it was, yeah, it was crazy. And Because she'd been able to smell years before. Yeah. Okay. And it lost it. And so I it see. was back and she and she had this ability. And so, yeah, a miracle. You Something the doctors couldn't figure out. All of and a it's sudden, not like she had COVID and she lost her sense of smell. Yeah, no, so this was way before this was way COVID before was COVID. Okay. Thing. This was right. 10, 10 years ago. Um. Before COVID was even trendy, yeah. Right, yeah, it wasn't even, you know, popular. Uh, <laughs> but it was that, and and I'm I'm more apt to hold on to the fear of, oh, I'll damage them, or I'll fail you, God, or I'll blah, 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 and I'll not it do up. it, yeah. rather than going, I saw you move there, I'll see you do it again, as yeah. long as I just step out in obedience. And so it all kind of goes back to this identity thing. It's not me. It's not my power. It's not my authority. It's the authority given to me by Jesus Christ, who is the heir of all things. The Father has given him the power 
and he's passed it out to us. And so we started this with identity. And the identity, you know, we, we, why don't we see these things happen in our day and age? Why don't we go out and heal people? Why don't we see lives ma- powerfully transformed with the power that Jesus showed us in his ministry? I think it's because we don't own our identity. I think you're totally right. I think, you know, in a small part, you know, it didn't work for the Holy Spirit baptism for me because I didn't think I was worthy to receive it. And then when we had a little, little our little talk, you're like, hey, <laughs> forget about that. <laughs> you are worthy to receive it. You have been forgiven. You don't need to be redeemed anymore because you are redeemed. Live in that. Don't live in what you used to do or what you think that you're that you're unclean. Yeah. That's goofing you up to, to receive this blessing. Yeah. And you didn't put it that way, but that's basically what you said. That's and that's the struggle that I have too. Yeah. And just like, you know what? Don't worry about <laughs> why you all the all the reasons that you sh- you can't do right. this. God told you to do it. Let him take care of it. And if right. he's telling you to do it and it's on your heart, then go ahead and do it. Right. As crazy as it sounds. And so as we're talking about this, I am definitely not one that's out having this mass healing ministry happening in my life. Right. But I am owning the boldness to step out and say some pretty impossible things. Like, uh, there's, there's a guy I know who's paralyzed. I asked if I could pray for him and pray for healing and had the words, get up out of your chair and walk. Yes. In the name of Jesus Christ. Yes. He didn't get up. Okay. But I actually stepped out. And I don't feel bad about it. I don't feel like I failed. I feel like I actually am starting to maybe grasp a little bit of what God is asking me and all Christians, all followers of Christ to do. Step out and proclaim in power and confidence the message that that is the kingdom. Okay, well... What I'm trying to get at is in the last, let's just say, 100 years, there should have been some guy that's come along with the concepts we're talking about today and says, yes, I believe, I, I know that I can heal these people with the power of God, and I will be that instrument, and he does it. And there people is. And people have witnessed it, and it's, uh, you know, somebody that should be a household name, like, you know. Billy Graham or Gandhi or, you know, somebody, you know, some evangelist or some, you know, spiritual leader that's come out and says, this is what I, this is what's happened. This is my testimony. And I've healed all, I'm not, I haven't healed him, but the power of God healed him we through call me. We kooks. Well, what about it Benny seems Hinn? like there's, it should, there should be some kooks out Jimmy there. Swaggart? Well. Oh, they're I, kooks, but there's people being healed. Is that God? Are they, though? Are they not? So there you go. There we go. That's what we do. Okay. Well, I... What about Greg Locke? I don't know who that is. Look him up. Okay. Look up Greg Locke. And... and, um, I'm saying a healer that was so profound that he'd be a household name just because of the the things that he he did with the power of God that no one could deny that everyone saw and everyone was a witness to but it's those happening. type of things. It is you happening. You know, feeding the, feeding the 5,000. Why does it know? have to be that? You're putting well, God not, in a box. I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm saying that type of miracle. So if a demon gets cast out of somebody, is that not what Jesus did? 
Yes, and that and that is true, and that and yet, is completely. In true. order to be a household name, you have to actually want God. Otherwise, the things that are being done in the name of God are irrelevant to you. Jesus says, if they didn't believe the prophets, if they don't believe the things that I've told them, if they don't believe the ministry that I'm showing them, even being raised from the dead is not enough for them, and they will not believe. Right, and that's too bad. That's really a tragedy. It's like it's unfathomable to me that right. they could see the Pharisees, Sadducees, could say, "Hey, we know he came back from the dead. We're still not going to believe. We're still not going to believe." That's, like, oh, this come is on, man. What yeah. else do you need? So, yeah, I don't but think I, a household name is the point. I think it's, I think it's the one, and sometimes it happens in mass because. Just like Jesus, when that starts to happen, people flock to that, desiring for healing, for freedom, for uh, revelation of who Jesus is. And I think it's bigger than we actually think. But I think, and I know in my life, the biggest problem is waiting for that person to show up to do it, where God said, no, you do it. Right. And I'm waiting for him to tell me to do it. Uh, He already has. Matthew 24 to heal people. Yeah. Okay. Go out. And that's, and that's, I think, again, that goes back to our identity. Who am I in Christ? I am a son of God. I am a brother to Jesus, co-heir to the throne of the universe who has been told to go out and make disciples of all nations, proclaiming the gospel to heal the sick, to cast out demons, to give sight to the blind, to free the prisoner, that's what he's told me to do as a follower of him. And so I think it starts there. It's not to build my ministry with quotation marks. It's to proclaim the kingdom of God. And if the kingdom of God is here, these are the things that we see. But we don't own that. We stop at salvation. Yeah. I, I stop. And that's an, I mean, that's an amazing gift, an unfathomable, beautiful, perfect gift of of freedom from sin, but he he doesn't stop there. He says, "No, no, that's the start. Go out now, do these things for others, and here's my spirit to help you." And I think that's that that's where the identity is key. Well, I guess the the message for today then is let's be open to this, and let's be open to what the Spirit's telling us. Let's be open to what God wants to do in our lives, and not just say, "Well, I got my ticket punched. I'm going to heaven." Right, I fire I, insurance. Uh, yep, here I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, <laughs> now I, I got to go to work and you know take the kids to school and so forth. So I think, and I think here's the other thing: is it's not meant. A lot of times, especially in America, we think it's just me that has to go do this. Just me. Like, I have to go and step out and be bold. But Jesus didn't send out any of the disciples by themselves. He sent them out in twos. Right. Twos and threes, at least twos. Um, I think it's for encouragement to each other. Like, uh, I'm not going to do this. And, no, 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 we should do this. And so one steps out and you go, well, I guess I need to step out too. And, And you're an encouragement to each other. We're not meant to do any of this life alone. And so I think there's something to be said that, hey, if you're going to try this, maybe grab somebody to go with you. I think that's that's a, a, a good tip. I do think so. It's hard, it's hard to go out there by yourself. Yeah. You're better with it. Maybe we should go walk the neighborhood this afternoon. 
Let's go down to Overland. Let's go see what happens. Ooh, that could be crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Okay. Well, wow. Well, I think that was pretty good talk. You answered my questions. I think we just have to be open to this, but I would like to see miracles that made the news. That's what I'm trying. I guess that's what I'm asking for. I'm asking to say, hey, an outpouring this, of this the made of God, this was yeah. so big that even even, even the goofed, liberal media even, even goofed up it. CNN yeah. or whatever had to show this of yeah. uh, this miracle that was just unbelievable. Yeah, to, to get the word of God out in that aspect. So we can't explain this. Everybody saw it. We can't hide it either. That yeah. type of thing. You know what I mean? Right. And that hasn't and to me that hasn't happened. It would and be it would be in my mind that would be a great witnessing tool. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm I'm saying in two thousand years, at least in the last it's at least since television, but why again, hasn't that happened? Here's here's my pushback on that is when we do see it, what do we say? That can be explained away. Or that guy's a kook. That's a one off. That guy's that was special effects. You know? Well, and but yet I haven't even heard about something like this happening. So, as but far we as used to, I mean, if you look at the systematic removal of God in America alone, uh, and you don't see coverage of the world unless it's a nuclear bomb going off or some kind of huge problem, uh, tsunami, hurricane, yeah, something of death and destruction and chaos, you don't see. We've systematically removed God and any talk of God and any anything that He can do. From mainstream talk, not just media, but schools, public stores. I mean, you don't prophesize anything. You don't speak out your faith because, well, you might offend somebody. And, and God's just, you know, not really welcome here in America. <laughs> he is, though. He, he is. is he is welcome here in America. That's kind of been the trend of the mainstream. And so... Even if it did happen, I'm not sure that the biggest miracle that could happen would be televised. You're probably right. Or accepted. Or they would give the credit to something else that wasn't God. Could be that too. Yeah, they might say aliens or something. Right? I don't know. Right? Yeah. The aliens came down and blessed us with a miracle. Right. Yeah. Who knows? I think I think our focus is just as Jesus, it's the one. It's to the lost sheep. It's as a shepherd to take care of the flock that you've been given. And not one shepherd can take care of the whole flock. You have many shepherds, many, many voices, many people, the body of Christ, as it were, going out and doing it together so that all of them can be reached by the few. Like we don't, we don't get to do it all ourselves. Yeah, and that's a good thing. Yeah, because otherwise, guess what happens? Mike's head blows up like a balloon. <laughs> it's a pride thing, then. Till it pops. Okay. <laughs> well, we don't want that. Okay, Mike, we'll keep each other in check. Yeah, that's uh, there, we there we go. Okay, listeners, until like next time. Till next time. God bless you. Love you all. See you next week. All right, bye. Thanks for joining us today. We hope that you have been challenged to study God's Word to find out what it says and to build on what you believe. Our heart is to help create a desire in you to draw closer to Jesus. 
If you would like to contact us with questions or comments, email us at MikeMattRealThings at gmail.com, on Facebook, Real Things That Really Matter, and on Twitter, at MMRealThings. We would love to hear from you. Follow us on your favorite podcast platform to stay in the know of what we are doing. Again, thanks for joining us today. May God bless you and keep you. See you next time.